0: Welcome to Live with Greg Or Live with Greg Depending
1: on the semantics You know, what I've discovered In living with Greg That's what's most important Is that you're happy We're done Was that it? (laughs) That's it Is this all in in search of happiness? It took
0: seven years For someone to
1: finally say What I've been looking for so you've just been looking for happiness this whole time? A sense of connection? Well, that's
0: what everyone's looking for. Oh,
1: wow, really? Yeah. It certainly doesn't look like that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's how it is.
1: It's true. Even with people that I disagree with the most, I, I discovered that they really, truly believe in their rightness, in right. their perspective. Right. And it's so interesting to me that we can have such polar opposites. I mean, not you and I so much. I mean, sometimes we do, but it's this idea that we just fight over our perspectives, and yet we have difficulty finding that middle ground, that middle ground that we can depersonalize and like talk about almost as a separate object from ourselves in such a way where we don't get volatile or angry or resentful or...
0: Or, I think, even bigger... Is to get volatile and angry and have the space for that to exist, and that's middle ground. Still,
1: I totally agree. I was talking to a friend of mine today about the musical Hamilton, which people love. It's amazing, and amazing. and uh, and I posed the question because I I referenced some of Hamilton's behavior. I mean, he was anti slavery, yet he never condemned George Washington or other slaveholders. He never held their feet to the fire as such. So does that make him complicit?
0: That we know of.
1: That we know of, right? There was nobody there. It's not written. Right. So, and then, and they immediately became defensive. Do you understand how groundbreaking it was? No, I, I get that. I, I'm, not, I'm not denigrating. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not amazing. I'm not saying that it was an amazing, talented, brilliant production. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, I'm just wondering... Would it be different had he written Hamilton today? Would there have been different expressions within that that dove deeper into the reality of Hamilton himself and the time? And they said, well, there was lots of uh, black actors. And I went, yeah, as well as there should be. But I'm just wondering, you know, are you capable of having the conversation? Because I know it's immediately that you got defensive because you're defending Hamilton and what it's done everything. I'm saying, okay, I'm all for that. But I'm all for diving into the sloppiness of the conflict and learning the skills with one another um, imperfectly, as we will be. It's going to be like mud wrestling to begin with. But unless we make that invitation to one another, where is the evolution? You know, I just... I want, to, I want to be honest and I want to be transparent about it. And it's not going to be comfortable. And it's going to be sloppy. And it's going to be reactive. But what other choice is there at this point? Really. I mean, the cat's out of the bag. Poor cat. she has got a bad rap. But the curtain's going to pull back. So, oh, so yeah, Wizard of Oz reference. I'm just so out of ideas. Uh, <laughs> there's, no, there's no retreat. There's no going back in the box.
0: well here's what my thought is on that whole thing is we are in an evolutionary process and what was done in the 60's was evolutionary and moved things closer to right and in your mind well that's what I was going to say Like, there's a place though where it is right there's real and unreal there is like I have faith in that there is real and there's unreal and
1: well the perspective on rightness is a really interesting topic because again it goes to your perspective, as such, I mean, there are many people feeling that America is being torn down. Like the statues are being torn down, and they're destroying our values. And the and the the uh, what was referred to the left as the uh, wasn't anti fas- It was this whole idea that this insurgency within the United States is, des- is destroying America, not the present administration. Right. And so, you know, we should we shouldn't tear down the statues of Confederate leaders. We shouldn't tear down the statues of conquistadors. We shouldn't
0: rename the military bases named after Confederate. Leaders Or sports materials. teams, for that
1: matter, that were called the
0: indians. Right. or but... T- so, in, in my mind, that's a ridiculous thing to be debating.
1: Well, I think you were the one that mentioned, or I think someone mentioned to me, John Stewart, saying no one complained when they tore down the statue of Saddam Hussein.
0: Right. That's exactly it. And if we had a... You know, if someone erected a statue of Hitler in the middle of... Dolores Park in San Francisco. I don't think anyone would, or even let's say in Alabama. Well, okay, there'd be a couple people who. <laughs> that's just it. Like that, you will not be replaced. There's the fire. Like my my deepest respect is for the people I hear about who are truly standing in the fire of hatred and ignorance and they can hold steady and I've seen lives changed. You know, the mother who is living right next door to the guy who killed her son and they bonded and now they have a mother son relationship and hearing you know Desmond Tutu and him talking about the importance of forgiveness and it's not a weakness it's actually really a strength building upon those things like even if I feel right and I'm righteous anger to not act from that to, for me to stand in my fire
1: well, I think you'll act from it, but perhaps can you practice allowing the capacity to be in the crucible? Can you, can you, despite that, can you listen long enough to understand somebody else's perspective? Whether you agree with it or not, can you hold your seat in the fire of that discomfort and travel through it, nobody likes to be criticized. Everybody would rather be, you know, right and for the most part than happy. So, which was where we started. So, and so I think that's the capacity that we're we're dealing with. That's you know, and then to be able to look at the revisionist history, you know, how things are candy coated and wrapped in such a way and sold and perpetuated generation after generation after generation. You know, uh, yes.
0: I have two questions I thought of to ask you. Oh, okay. One was about recovery. Mm -hmm. Is there an experience you have, a peak experience you have, where you chose recovery? You were like, okay, you know what I mean?
1: I don't know that there was a, well, yeah, you know, it was like either go to jail for 10 years in federal penitentiary. That's what it took for me. It was kind of like, that's what it took. to get my attention. It wasn't a fifth thing. You go, my life sucks. I I want to change my life and make everything better now. And I think maybe not using drugs and alcohol might be really helpful and I might start developing a meditation practice. And yeah, that's not how it came to me. It was like, you're going to go to jail for 10 years. I'm like, oh. So to appear uh, like a good citizen um, to the judge, I went. Hey, by the way, I'm going to these meetings. Oh, that's so good, Chris. You're you're coming along nicely. So initially, I got you know what they call is a nudge from the judge to uh, to be compliant, to be a good boy, to, you know, to be part of the system, to appear recovered. Uh, selfishly yeah, like to. to protect my own self-interest because, you know, I was going to get sober and do the dance and satisfy the needs of my probation officer and get my little report card signed and submit that to him and, and not piss dirty and, uh, and then go back to what I was doing, obviously. I'm not going to subscribe to this. So when did it change for you? Um, I think uh, it was a slow evolutionary process. Initially, I just physically started to feel better. Physically. Uh although I was still moving through the delusional you know paranoia that I was being followed and monitored because I was so important you know after all, I was just one step below Pablo Escobar in terms of being a career criminal, uh, which of course is absolutely absurd um but once I kind of moved through that and just felt the physical difference in waking up clear headed and and then um there were other people that I saw that I knew previous in their lives that I had partied with or had experience with, and they were doing better. They were bright and shiny and, and healthier looking too. And, uh, and then I started to really identify with the community. Here was a group of people coming together. And this is when we were able to meet physically in the same room before this pandemic, that were committed to getting better. Like, they're actively working towards being better human beings. And uh, and I wanted that. I wanted to be, my essential desire is I wanted to be a better human being. And I think a lot of my using was uh, in a desperate attempt to connect with other human beings. But that was being hampered by my disconnectivity within myself. So, um so I was you know highly suspect I was making all kinds of judgments in terms of it you know being based in religious perspectives or uh, but I found my way I found my tribe I found people that I connected with um that felt the way that I did and um and just met some amazing people some amazing mentors that I was inspired by uh I just liked the way they moved through the world and so um I learned well that way. I learned well in the presence of a mentor. You know, organized education has always been difficult for me. But to be inspired by an individual who's knowledgeable and I can see their practice, how they move through the world, that really attracted me. And that's, of course, uh, Raymond McCurtain that I met. Um, Profoundly changed my life. I get choked up just thinking about it. But, I mean, that's... You know, that's one of the tremendous attributes of having a community is you find people that will guide you, that have walked through the jungle of your own making and go, Hey, you could go that way, but I found a way out in this direction you might want to check out.
0: Okay, so I know, if I recall correctly, Mm -hmm. there was a period in your Raymond's knowing of each other mm-hmm. that there was oil and water like you guys
1: well there was, I felt that there was a betrayal of trust at a certain point and I think that that was uh, I don't believe that was intentional on his part although I was wounded by the experience I think honestly as I look back at it retrospectively that he felt that perhaps um he was being helpful in revealing that kind of privileged information I would like to believe that um only because I've misspoken myself I have that experience of saying well I probably should not reveal that that was foolish or I wasn't thinking or I was trying to be helpful in educating somebody else but in doing so I hurt them or someone else Uh, so but again what you and I were talking about beforehand is this idea of you know being in relationship with people and embracing their flaws you know appreciating my own flaws, my own mistakes, my own opportunities of uh, of saying things that i shouldn 't or acting in ways that i shouldn 't because I was fearful or I was scared, I wanted to defend myself or I was uh, I felt under attack through criticism, or just, uh, there's just a whole labyrinth of other possibilities as such because we're so imperfect and doing the very best we can that sometimes there are those opportunities where we harm each other. So the question is really, you know, am I willing to step into the fire and acknowledge? The human being, as you and I have experienced, we've had difficulties and misunderstandings and harsh words, and then we, you know, we were wounded, and then, you know, we waited, and then we kind of put our toes in the water of each other's consciousness and say, you know, I love you, I want to work through this, I want to reconnect with you because I value my connection to you. And uh, it's profound it's not for the faint of heart because right? it's, it's uncomfortable oh it's super uncomfortable I get emotional when I think about it because it just brings up all my fears and my vulnerability and uh, my you know my imposter syndrome my inferiority complexes my childhood my family of orange and wound being, I mean it's all there dude it's all there so uh, it's I was going to say, it's so much easier to write somebody off. Yes. But it's not. It's such a huge price to be paid. Yes.
0: That's real, too.
1: That's real. Because everything we've said up to this point is utter bullshit.
0: Right. Take two. (laughs) (laughs) And here's my other question. Yeah. Do you have an experience that for you has proven a spiritual realm an existence beyond the physical for three-dimensional world we live in?
1: Have I entered into the fourth dimension?
0: I mean, like, do you have an experience that for you... Like, you and I have talked about God pretty easily It's a word that doesn't bother us.
1: It's just a word.
0: Right. But it has a lot of... Words
1: can be hurtful, though.
0: It has a lot of... um, Implications. Yeah, it's saying a lot. There's... So, do you have an experience in your life where you're like, God is real?
1: Well... Unlike other people I know, apparently, I have not had the experience of God talking to me directly. I have not had the experience where I wake up in the morning and go, I hear God go, Chris, how's it going? I I haven't had that experience. I have had profound, moving, emotional connections, uh, a sense of felt rightness within myself and the universe around me. I don't know if that's a God experience or not. Um, Was it a sober experience? Absolutely. But then again, I've had some psychedelic events earlier in my life that I felt exactly the same way, or maybe not exactly the same way, but another profound sense of connectiveness, um, which makes perfect sense. I mean, the idea of experiencing plant medicine, uh, plant wisdom, uh, you know, after all, because we live on a planet, uh, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, It's a fascinating subject all in and of itself. A lot has been written about that. Uh, So, you know, this... this desire for a deeper connection, this desire to be... to have the awareness of not being fooled by the illusion of the self and I don't really know enough about it to speak in terms of much more learned people that could describe it to you but this idea of uh, of um, a disidentification with the image I have for myself or that for that matter that the world has for me uh, is it's just very valuable inquiry um, when you can develop that kind of awareness uh, as to You know who you are. What are you? Where did you come from? Where are you going? What's your purpose? How do you how do you move through this world in such a way where you have a sense of being uh, in integrity? These are the profound questions that that I ask myself more and more. But I think that's I think that I think that's what what happens to us as individuals when we get older. It's kind of like you know it's not whether she likes me or not. or wants to go on a date. It's more like how do i feel about myself as a human being and what are my relationships to my friends and my family how, how do i how do i better serve them how how can i be a more loving person how can i express deeper compassion for myself and for the world and how do i become a better ally an ally to what to other individuals that, you know what like i was it's I was watching a documentary recently about the Dalai Lama, The Great Fourteenth. It was a well-made documentary. and um, But what I noticed about it was, you know, the obvious reverence for the Dalai Lama, which is amazing, uh, his story as such. Very profound, gifted teacher of peace and compassion. But um, I was fascinated by the fact that they didn't ask questions like, do you ever get mad? Do you ever want to just break something? Um, I think it's the... I think... I was just curious about the humanity of the Dalai Lama, right? Um, you know, here... And I think that's true of all of us. I think that... Uh, it's easy to separate ourselves from our our humanity. Uh, and... And operate from a place of what other people think we are or you know I've always been curious in terms of that
0: it just occurs to me that in order to operate I forget exactly your wording but you just said to when we're operating from what someone else's vision of us is so someone else's vision of who we are is influencing who we are But in order to recognize that, we need to have a sense of who we really are.
1: And that that or may or may not be, here we go, a a loaded word, real. Right.
0: So that was another thought Mm -hmm. I
1: had in thinking about
0: this uh, time with you. Is there anything that you can say is adamantly a fact?
1: Well, yeah, ketchup and mustard don't need to be refrigerated.
0: <laughs> I disagree. <laughs>
1: I know that because I heard it from somebody else and I thought, well, all the years in the restaurant industry, we never refrigerated the ketchup and the mustard. That stuff will last forever.
0: But the big things we did that you replenish them with.
1: Yeah, I never dealt with that, dude. We just.
0: Uh, you had our, our slave bus boys doing it for
1: you. Well, I don't remember doing that. I remember I, I, I do remember like, refilling the catch containers uh, back in the day on this was in the refrigerator uh, for a long period of storage. But everything was on the table, and I mean, I've been in diners at, back in the day, and I don't think they ever refrigerated it, you know. So uh, I, I. I don't know about the absolutes I, you right, know, right. I, I'm, I'm kind of staying away from the absolutes uh, but I mean there's some that I there's some that I abide uh, by there's some there's some people that I have attempted uh, to be in relationship with time and time and time and time and time, and time again uh, and realizing that if I get made another attempt to connect with them that I would just be purposely re-injuring myself when it's not necessary I'm a slow learner a very slow learner. It takes life As you life can tell from the scars, the twitches I still bear. Uh, so, um, so there are some absolutes, but I, I try to look at them. I try to look at them reasonably and go, okay, is this a is this a hard fact rule for me right now? Is it, you know? So, uh, and I try to be open to it, and I try to be an observation of my resistance. I mean, you know, what am I? Why am I resisting this? You know, do I want to be right? yeah do I want to be self righteous uh do I want to protect myself um, those are all very charged uh they're all very very charged and then kind of be aware of like okay so what's the what's my download what's my operating system right do I need to wipe my hard drives and start over again do I need to keep some of my files and delete others i mean you know do I need to run some malware here because I'm kind of fucked up i mean it's kind of like so, uh but I think that's the awareness that one needs to practice. Um, and sometimes it's just by happenstance. Sometimes you report in a life at least it's been my experience where 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 everything is just through circumstances beyond your control and others fully within your control and everything is stripped away from you, and there's a reckoning
0: <laughs>
1: and it's. Uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's, uh, it's that internal journey in terms of okay, so who do I want to be?
0: I've found that's a really interesting conundrum because the reckonings of my life have been extremely painful, extremely dark, and extremely valuable. But I wouldn't wish that for anyone.
1: Yeah, it's not like you would wrap that up and offer it to somebody as a birthday gift. Right. You're going to suffer tremendously for the next two years, but you're going to look back at it and just like the most amazing opportunity you've ever had in your life. Right. I don't know if I want to open this up. What? Yeah. If I were you, I wouldn't do it. But it's worth it. Not really. It may be. I don't know. It's your individual choice. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's a tough one. You don't want to get that gift certificate. That's like, oh. But, you know, when I think about the different... My own personal experiences, like when I was initially arrested, I thought, okay, that's the worst thing that's ever going to happen to me, and you know, possibly facing ten years in a federal penitentiary. And 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 then it introduced me to recovery. It introduced me to this concept that I could move through the world, you know, one day at a time, without destroying myself with drugs and alcohol. It was amazing. Uh, when I think about my nervous breakdown where I ended up in a psych ward looking at everybody else thinking well they're crazy and realize well, wait a second <laughs> I'm in the same room with all the rest of these people That's, so that means that I'm crazy too um, was yet another uh, another opportunity to reinvent myself uh, to let go of the pretense to really fully examine my wounding and and what evolutionary changes I need to make to become comfortable in my own skin and finding the teachers uh, that were willing to participate in that evolution. So, And, you know, and unfortunately, I'm sure there are others coming down, you know, I don't know. There's probably you know in the Santa's workshop they're getting together. Go, this is going to be amazing. Chris is really going to grow with this one. (laughs) He may not survive, but afterwards, if he does, you'll probably really think, "Wow, that was worth it." Maybe not.
0: That reminds me of Tig Notaro. Are you familiar with her? Mm -hmm. She's a stand-up comedian, Mm -hmm. brilliant. Mm -hmm. Give you the Reader's Digest that's relevant to this. She went through a bunch of crazy shit. Her mom died. Her lover left her. She had this. Bacteria that was eating her mm. gut. Mm. She had breast cancer all in a period of about a month. Yeah. And it, she did a stand-up routine right in the midst of this because that's what she used, a stand-up calling. And part of it was, like, she's always heard that God only gives you what you can handle. <laughs> she's like, she could just picture God like, oh, I think she can, she can do this. <laughs> There's that element of, like, Enough. that's the conundrum, right? Like, you know the suffering, like really? Yeah, <laughs> this is necessary?
1: Yeah, doing all this now. Now you want to put me in an airplane crash? Really? Do we have to do that too?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that's I mean Santa's workshop. It just that's another element in this life that I wonder about. You know, if, Santa's workshop. You made that reference that's of not, something that's not else. Real.
1: There's not really a Santa's workshop. Or maybe there is. I don't know. Who am I to say? But this
0: is family friendly, all right. Oh, there's, there's another. There's an absolute. <laughs>
1: there's an absolute. I just shot.
0: Yeah, my, anyway.
1: I just shot um, Santa's workshop through the heart. That's horrible.
0: I think we have to stop.
1: <laughs> Take three. Uh,
0: that conundrum. That's a conundrum for me. How life's gifts are suffering. Like a lot of the, my deepest learning has been from suffering.
1: So there's no profound learnings from joy?
0: That's a great question. Like, why, am, why aren't I dwelling on that? Why am I focusing on.
1: Well, but much more, you know, people, and I, I speak from my own experience, I spend much, much more time analyzing what's wrong than what's with good. Right. I don't wake up in the morning feeling good and go, why is it so good today? I just wake up and go, I feel shitty. I wonder what's wrong. You know, it's like, you know, so there's, when you think about it, I mean, you know, you've done comedy. uh, That's part of your life. So, I mean, you know, there's there's much more books on tragedy. I mean, there's not a whole lot of books on, hey, let's embrace humor. What makes for funny? Because funny is very subjective. Um, It's elusive. Whereas we get tragedy. Oh, this is bad. We can all agree this is bad. Very, very bad. But we can't all agree on what's happy. We can't all agree on what's joyous. Or maybe we can't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I haven't thought it through. But uh, I would I would agree with you uh, that right now, as it stands, uh, my greatest lessons have come from painful experiences Uh, but now that we've had this conversation I'm going to bring more attention and look at, alright, what are the greatest lessons I've gotten from Joyous I think that's the subject for a book it might be a short book don't worry, be (laughs) happy (laughs) exactly I I heard that I went, (laughs) pfft That's stupid.
0: A lot of people do.
1: Right, but you know, you really think about worry. I mean, it's you know. Then again, that's identifying with the self. It's like you know. I heard this great talk one time when he was describing how life is just like you. It's like you're standing at the banks of a river of shit, and these giant turds are rolling by, and you're not really affected by it. You know, you can see the river's over here; it's full of shit, and these giant turds are going by. But you can you can bear witness to it. But it's but you have a certain distance from it. It's only when you plunge in the river and grab and wrestle one of these giant turds to the shore. Now you have a problem because now you're covered in shit. But you were the one that ran in and grabbed it and wrestled it out of the river of shit. So, um, I wonder how the Dalai Lama would feel about that. But, um, so it's really this idea of, you know, what do I, what do I choose to embrace? What thoughts do I choose to entertain? You know, what do I choose to, to focus on? Uh... And that's something that I try to explore every day. And sometimes I'm so hooked, I'm so caught up in negative thinking, and and uh, it's just—and I know better. Yet, you know, when I can I can talk to somebody else and recommend they do A, B, D, and C to free themselves from that attachment. But it's very difficult for me sometimes to do that and I've read about other people that I admire that are brilliant teachers and you know, like you know Pema Children. she's talking about the time she was at an event with her boyfriend and forgive me Pema if I misquoted this out of your book but um, she's talking about being in this event with her boyfriend I think it was to raise money for uh, um, I can't remember the organization I don't know if it was one uh, a house of teaching or a uh, a monastery, what it was, but uh, was being uh, sponsored by a wealthy benefactor. And she looks over and she looks at her boyfriend who's like laughing, uh, talking to a rather attractive woman. And she was immediately struck with jealousy. Okay, this is Pam. She's been doing her practice for 30 some odd years, and she's an amazing teacher, spiritually grounded, you know, innovator. Uh, of spiritual thought and awareness practice and she's struck with jealousy to the core, to the point where she realizes she wants to smash something and she looks around and surveys the situation anything that she would smash is worth in excess of $20,000 so she moves outside to the porch, to the deck overlooking the countryside and grasps the rail and goes, this is ridiculous I should be able to navigate this and then just deeply appreciating the humanity of that moment and her boyfriend comes out and says what's wrong she goes I just had a jealous moment when I saw you talking to that other woman at which point there was a sense of freedom in her sharing that, her vulnerability and then they laugh together at the absurdity. that and he goes she's just a high school friend of mine I love you
0: and I think the space, even where he may have loved her, mm-hmm. this old high school friend, mm-hmm. like love isn't choosing how that relationship is going to be mm-hmm. physicalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And everything that goes through that, all the calculations, all the right. thinking involved in coming to that conclusion right. to feed into the, you know, the. The insecurities, the you know, perhaps I'm getting older or whatever. And we all do it, and we're all guilty of it. And uh and I don't know how accurate that story is, God only knows. I've gotten so many references of information of my own, it's all convoluted together, but I think it went down something like that. So So I, and the only reason I'm saying is, you know, even the most practiced still It's a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. And I like to say we're all doing the best we can, but not, honestly, I don't really believe that. Like <laughs> if we all are, just trying to uh, doing better. Uh, than others. There you go. <laughs> just like, just, I don't think they're doing very well at all.
0: You know, I just what that reminds me of. I love in Fiddler on the Roof mm. when uh, the young student asked the rabbi if there's a blessing for everything. The rabbi says, "Of course," and says, "Is there a blessing for the czar?" The rally stops and thinks, "Yes, may God bless and keep the czar far away from us." <laughs> and that's like I think about you know Trump, who's mm-hmm. such an eminent presence in our life these days,
1: mm-hmm. to be celebrated by some and and, and vilified
0: by others, yeah. right? And and I gotta say, after three and a half years of attempting to give him the benefit of the doubt I'm leaning towards
1: those that, yeah my patience is wearing thin that's yeah. true for a lot of people I mean I was just reading some other people are going you know I was enthusiastic about it I thought it was going to be different he just blew it he just blew it <laughs> so uh, you know and I I, uh, I want to celebrate that as well and I, I have to really like you know, so again, it's back to, you know, the sense of right or wrong, the moral judgment that, you know, again, and you spoke, okay, if there's truth and there's untruth. Um, you know, what's interesting and I, you know, I don't, you know, you think about, all right, you come into this world. I would like to imagine as this perfect little being that doesn't have a, a vengeful heart.
0: Knock on wood.
1: Knock on wood. That you know. That you know. That doesn't. You know, like wake up in the morning and think. You know, as I develop my cognitive abilities, I think I'm going to make millions of people suffer. I just, you know, it's like it's what happens to us along the, the road. I think. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but and um, yeah, it's a whole. You know, that expression of. Uh, being able to express that that compassion to those people that we perceive as being bad,
0: so that's yeah, like you were talking about with that you know where she felt that jealousy mm. if I feel anger mm-hmm. towards trump mm-hmm. and it's even like it becomes a anger that I want to hurt him mm-hmm. that's in me mm-hmm. that is what I'm bringing out into the world mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's as the... Well, in, what I logically see mm-hmm. is what I think mm-hmm. I'm angry about mm-hmm. and blaming someone else for mm-hmm. is actually what I'm creating in myself and bringing it out into the world. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to this book and like one of the base premises is the world's just reflecting who we are in that moment who we believe we are
1: so that's interesting because you look at I mean you look at uh, our political systems that don't rep for the most part you know universally in every government don't really reflect the wishes of the people Uh, you know our voracious appetite for things uh, our disregard for our environment um, destroying initially completely the environment of which we live are you know are', are, are we're like a virus on this globe we just consume and and uh, we're not living in harmony um, as original peoples had of course things have changed significantly so if that's true collectively what are we putting out into the world and so I have a question for you um You know, in my own case, I, when I think about being introduced to the world recovery, it, it took looking at 10 years in a federal pantry. There was a consequence. There was a, a, a reckoning. And so, what do you think It's necessary? Or what do you think is going to happen with this world for the reckoning, so that there can be an evolutionary change, so that we can live in harmony with each other? Uh, and with our environment so that we can sustain prosper regenerate uh, in balance with this world that we live in that we share you know floating in a place so big we don't have a name for it so we just kind of call it space Um,
0: I think uh, we're in this evolutionary process and part of the evolution is the knowing that I'm harming myself when I harm life, any life. And not, not an academic knowledge, but it's in my bones, it's like breathing. And even what just occurred to me, it's so much like breathing that I can attempt to hold my breath But eventually, I'm going to take a breath. It's just going to happen. I don't have to do anything. If I'm in an environment where there is breath to be taken, I'm going to take that breath. So that's when, when we are kind to life, because we are life, we just know it that deeply. Then...
1: I think it's certainly. I would agree. I was going to say something silly like it's really something worth uh, you know reaching for. Um, I just you know some of us just live in so much fear, and some of us are just struggling just to provide for ourselves. I and mean, you think vast majority of the people on this planet are just trying to survive. Um because of the disparity of wealth, you know, there's more than enough food for everybody to eat, but it's not being distributed, it's not being shared. It's just this human
0: It's even not being created in a benign, supportive manner.
1: Not at all. It's been, it's a it's it's a weapon. It's been yeah. used as a weapon and just you think about the world conflicts and just the horrendous suffering. Horrendous suffering. And the few people that are benefiting from it and becoming wealthy because of it. I mean, how do they I mean how do they sleep in it? How do they like you know, how do they and you know how can they think for a moment that their children are any better or more deserving than somebody else's child? That's Fear.
0: That's so You can say stupid.
1: Just so it makes me think that there. I mean, this sounds almost like, um, like something a child would say, or maybe perhaps a child needs to say this. But it just seems to me that there needs to be like a universal spiritual awakening.
0: Well, Um, that's where I have faith in evolution. Like that, I think. I think it, there, when you here, when you say there has to be, it's something in the future. I am of the mind we're in the process of it. We always have been. We are now, and we will be in the process of spiritual awakening.
1: Absolutely, it's because it's certainly not going to be derived from things. I think that's been well demonstrated. <laughs> you know, again and again and again, more, 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 bigger house, bigger, faster cars, more, know, holy more, plug. more husbands, more wives, more girlfriends, more boyfriends, more gold, more gold, more gold, and uh, more meditation, <laughs> more meditation. I'm going to sit on this cushion for a year. I'm not going to leave this tree until I have a spiritual awakening. How about some more rice in my bowl? Well, that nose?
0: worked, actually, for that gentleman. <laughs> well, okay, there's,
1: there's the exception. <laughs> but just think about the leg cramps. Oh, my God. I want to
0: respect your uh, one o'clock.
1: Okay. I think we've covered some ground. I don't know if any of it was interesting.
0: I'm interested.
1: Okay. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to hang out with you. I mean, it's been interesting living with Greg.
0: (laughs) Boy, you've done it. I was just thinking when I was crashing on your floor on Pine Hill. Did I make you sleep on the floor? Yeah, bitch. No, I mean... Did I really? Woke me up at 3 in the morning. Come on, it's time to go to work. What the hell? Yeah. I loved it it was all good. Fuck, like sleeping on your floor was much better than sleeping in the street. Yeah, so but where were you at that time? I, I was homeless so. when we first met. Mm. I remember you say like, "Where are you going to sleep tonight?" I said, "I don't know." And you're like And then you introduced you uh spoke with Nick. Mhm. And um that's when I moved into their place. Wow. Yeah cool. It's all right. Yeah. I know you'd think a homeless guy would be more interested in your money than I was. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I think I left some money out for you to steal, yeah. too, and you never took it. Yeah, I never even saw it. <laughs> I guess it wasn't as obvious about it as I should have. It was just, uh, I, I did that generally just to kind of get a sense of where people are at. And, you know, I mean, if they really needed it, I would have understood it completely, but... um better to ask for it. Yeah, it's just better to ask. (laughs) It's not yours. Yeah, and it's not, yeah, just a general
0: rule. I had this great conversation with Bodie yesterday that apparently on TikTok there's videos where people borrow things from Target and Sears and I don't know if Sears is still around, but yeah.
1: That's the way it's referred to, borrowing. Just borrowing? Yeah. I may or may not give it back, or maybe I'll Maybe I'll gift it to somebody else.
0: Well there's something too I forget the rhyme. This I don't think this is it, but in essence if it's a chain, there's no blame or something like
1: that. Okay, that's convenient. Yeah, exactly. I could see how I could run with that. That makes perfect sense. Right. Or you know, or it's like does it doesn't make any difference. It belongs to the man. God knows I've embraced that before too so I I get that in my sense of entitlement because I don't have anything so you know then I can wrap it up in my little victim candy wrapper and call it a day so I I understand that as well Um, yeah well I hope that there's some other day you know in the future um, that we can hang out together again and um, well you know, there's no guarantee. It's interesting, this illusion that we have. Like, I go, see you later! And there's absolutely no guarantee. And what I found interesting, and I've tried this with my friends too, and you might try this or if it, you find it entertaining, <laughs> is that you look deeply in somebody's eyes and I go, I just want to thank you so much for the time we spent together. Because in the event that I never see you again, I just want you to know that I love you. Freaks people out. <laughs> Go, oh my god are you sick is there something you haven't told me are you dying of cancer I go, no i'm just i'm just saying there's no guarantees i just want to know that you know how i feel about you it's so much fun it's just so much fun because that's the truth of the matter yeah. so again it goes back to this idea of practicing celebrating life supporting life through kindness and altruism and forgiveness and and bravery Bravery and humor. And bravery and humor, yes. Walking through the fire to remain connected. Amen, brother. I think that's a good place to end. Love you, you, bro. Thank you so much for this opportunity.